the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. President Biden is scheduled for a virtual summit with Chicom President Xi Jinping. And uh, th- this comes after not only uh, COP26 or whatever the hell it's called, the, the climate alarmism conference in Glasgow, but also after an annual plenum of the Chinese Communist Party, these plenums designed to define the parameters of the party's ideology and policy direction, and uh, something um, not unprecedented but rather unique happened there, uh, which is Xi Jinping's position was codified by the party and uh, he was elevated. Uh, you now have just not only Xi, but Xi Jinping thought that puts, that has been elevated to beyond critique. I wonder if there were more communists at this Chinese Communist Party plenum or the conference in Glasgow. Hmm. Uh, anyway, it is uh, improper, uh, dare I say illegal, to criticize the party she or she's thinking. And this has real-world implications in a piece that was nicely outlined by uh, Kevin Rudd in the Wall Street Journal, who's a former Australian prime minister. Um, one of the takeaways is this, this uh, resolution that includes the elevation of Xi. Uh, the uh, Chinese place, Chinese communist place in the world as they see it He writes, it offers the developing world a new model that China believes works as opposed to the Democrat, small-D Democratic world's model that says it doesn't. It boasts of the Marxist basis of that model. And in launching the communique, officials lambasted a crumbling America by citing U.S. public opinion, contrasting it with alleged public support in China for the Chinese model, and thereby reinforcing Xi's political narrative on the correctness of Marxism-Leninism the decline of the West and the rise of the East. And unfortunately, she would have a lot of cheerleaders in the halls of academia and, frankly, the Biden administration. Have you heard from his uh, uh, exchequer of the currency uh, nominee, Amarova? Uh, that's a fact. And uh, the implications for more on this, please to be joined for a weekly conversation with Lieutenant Colonel Jim Carafano, Heritage Foundation. Uh, Jim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. You know, I I just kind of had a flashback um, to the first years of the Obama administration. And and it's relevant because, of course, virtually everybody in the Biden administration is from the Obama administration. But, you know, we we used to say that the first two years were kind of Bush light because Obama really didn't abandon a a number of Bush policies until he really got his feet on the ground uh, as president. 
And then he took foreign policy in a wildly different direction. I mean, if you go back to the campaign trail, you couldn't really tell the difference between McCain and Obama on the campaign trail. They, they, they sounded almost identical. But the Obama of, of two years later looked nothing like anything that he talked about. And uh, you know, Biden came into office you know, declaring he was going to be a moderate. And on China, a lot of conservatives and a lot of uh, China watchers said, well, you know, this isn't half bad. You know, he's good on Taiwan. He's good on the Uyghurs. Um, and uh, that's kind of disappearing and kind of like in the Obama administration. So we know for a fact that there's a big debate in the administration between people who want to are desperate to find ways to collaborate, cooperate and uh, and work with China, led by John Kerry. And, and other people said, look, the American people hired you in part because they thought you were moderate. And it's a consensus opinion in America that China is more than just a competitor. China is a threat to free nations everywhere, and you need to do something like that. And it's very clear that the Biden administration's abandoned that principle. Well, according to CBS that, News, they said that this virtual summit today between Biden and Xi Jinping is that Xi Jinping is going to tell him to stay out of Taiwan, that it's none of your business. And, and, and the administration has sent all these signals, well, this is really just kind of catching up, right? We're not going to – they've so lowered the expectations for this. And, of course, that just opens the door for the Chinese to just hammer them even more. Um, our China policy is in real trouble. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, at this uh, CNN town hall a couple weeks back, Joe Biden didn't even know what our China policy was. I mean, he uh, treated Taiwan like a NATO ally, you know, uh, <laughs> and with the prospect that China could invade, then, you know, there'll be a military response. Well, that's not our policy. Um, but... But I mean, so the the larger the larger um, concern here with the sort of uh, the ever increasing strength of Xi, even if the sort of underlying contradictions of the Chinese communist society and economy are still a major problem for the Chicoms, but his consolidation of power there and the weakening of U.S. foreign policy vis-a-vis -vis him. Well, I mean, she has the same problem as Biden, which is, you know, reality gets a vote. And, you know, I mean, she, I think, is as overstretched, uh, overreached before and, and likely will again. China has some internal economic dynamics. They have, a, they have a significant demographic problem and they are encroaching on the freedom and liberty and, and interests of people around the world. And and people are going to respond and react to that. Um and I think, honestly, you know, in, in some ways, if Xi wasn't so demonstrative and so pushy and so forward looking, um, the world might just just might roll over. Uh, the, you, I, I, I don't know what how the Biden team will correct on this. I mean, some of it just think you just have to. I mean, you just cannot keep marginalizing yourself every single day and expect to effectively be the president of the United States and get things done. Um, but well, you, you could also I, just you can ignore most of this and just focus on, um, you know, climate policy. Uh, John Kerry's and yeah, statement about staying either. in our lane. That's the only lane they care about. Right. But even that's not working either, because it's very clear that China's not doing the kinds of things that are actually going to be meaningful 
uh, in terms of its role as a polluter. We could forget about, I mean, we forget about this, you know, greenhouse gases and all that. And just polluting the air, dumping plastic into the ocean um, in any number of ways. China is the number one poisoner on the planet. They have no interest or concern or, or, or in, in not dealing with that in any way whatsoever. They are solely and myopically focused on growth at all expenses. Um, and and you, when you when you do that, you know, that that's not only a real problem to the planet, but they they are taking real shortcuts in terms of competing with everybody else. These are serious problems to confront. And and Biden's climate policy is just not going to get you there. And people see that the number one problem that Biden has on climate is that they've got the whole world paying attention to climate. But the problem is, is that when the, they, the world looks at the solutions that they offer, which are basically to impoverish us and allow China to run amok, a lot of people are like, I, I don't think that's a good yeah. idea. Well, yeah, that's one problem. The other problem they have is the science doesn't support the hysteria, but I, I understand that's secondary to a lot of these policymakers. Um, with respect to Taiwan, short of uh, an invasion, I'm talking about by by Xi, uh, what about um, just continuing to hamper economic recovery in the West by interceding with the uh, distribution of semiconductors emanating from Taiwan? Well, I mean, China's as dependent on Taiwan semiconductors as, as anybody. I think the, the long-term uh, strategy of Xi is to just convince the Taiwanese that it's hopeless. Right. Get get people from Taiwan to come to the mainland and work, you know, build those ties up, isolate them uh, politically and diplomatically, uh, make them more economically dependent on China. And eventually they'll, they'll just fall into the lap the way the way Hong Kong did. So I think that's the real strategy. And I think mm. in Biden, I think they have the perfect partner to do that. I, look, I, I think the reality is, is on a, a lot of issues, we simply need to start looking beyond Biden and starting thinking serious about that. You know, I talked about immigration um, a lot lately. And one of the things I've been warning people is, look, whoever gets to be the next president of the United States, the first thing Americans want them to do is secure the border and start deporting people. So, dude, whoever you are, you better start having a plan to do that on day one. Otherwise, Americans are going to say, well, what did I vote for you for? And I, and I think China's the same way. On day one, people are going to expect the next president to walk in office and start dealing with China. In, in a realistic way that gets the Chinese attention and start to protect America's interests. So if you're if you really want to be the next president of the United States, you better start doing that, because if you can't walk in and day one and do that, people are going to say, what did I vote for you for? You're going to have the Biden problem. You cannot walk into office and be president of the United States and promise people one thing and do the exact opposite. And then the exact opposite actually makes your life worse and think people are going to like you. Um, what on the other uh, well, one of the other uh adversaries of America, of course, Vlad Putin's Russia, and it seems to be also trying to take advantage of this moment of American weakness uh, and uh, fomenting discord at the border of Ukraine with help from his uh, buddy uh, Lukashenko in Belarus, creating a bit of a migrant crisis combined with uh, some concern about uh, uh, Putin's revanchism taking form in Ukraine. So, you know, we've got Putin's actually fomenting at least four crises simultaneously in Europe. So he's still playing with energy prices. He's threatening, still threatening Ukraine militarily with uh, maneuvers. 
Then you've got the basically recruiting refugees from the Middle East, putting them on planes, flying them to the border of Belarus and telling them to walk into Ukraine and Poland, uh, which is deeply destabilizing to Ukraine and Poland. Uh, and then he's also uh, there. There's problems in in Bosnia. In Sounds like Bos- he's taking a page so, out of Biden's book with the uh, flying uh, uh, elite right. pe- immigrants yeah. around. Yeah, well, right. And of course, it's hilarious to see the vice president of the United States, who's in charge of the border, go to Europe and and complain about what the Russians are doing on the border with Belarus, and like be completely oblivious to exactly the same things happening on our border, and yeah. you don't really care. Uh, that's just beyond incredibly crazy. But Putin's got at least four, you know, irons in the fire. He he could push any one of them to, and I and I think that's the way Putin operates. He's an opportunist, so he puts those out there. And he's, and, and if you look at the U.S., where is the U.S. on any of those? You know, we've complained. Fi- well, first of all, we attacked Poland and Ukraine for being mean to refugees. Until somebody woke up and said, oh, this is actually the Russians doing this. And then we got on board, but we've done nothing except complain. We've done nothing else on the energy front. We were, we, when, the, when the military exercises started, we, we told the Europeans, you know, the Russians might invade Ukraine, and you should do something about that. And then in Bosnia, we've been absent. So this administration has effectively managed to look at four multiple crises and, and blink and do nothing. And you wonder why the Chinese and, and, and Moscow think they can just walk all over us. You know, it's because we, we put down the mat and then, you know, wiped it off so they wouldn't get their shoes dirty. Sounds like a job for Hunter Biden there in Ukraine, yeah. I would think. Uh, maybe that special envoy. Uh, he is Lieutenant Colonel Jim Carafano, VP of the Catherine and Shelby Cullen Davis Institute. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.